Hello, it's the Anfield Wrap. It's John Gibbons hosting this week in for Neil Atkinson. He's still away. I think maybe he's left, but not told us. Uh, just hasn't gone. Uh, now he is back there tomorrow. He's having a lovely time in the international break. Uh, getting some much needed rest, as are uh, the Liverpool men's team at the moment, uh, mostly. Uh, Trent's getting a belt of rest. Uh, fair play uh, to Gareth Southgate for that one. But we're not talking about Trent today. So last week, uh, when Harriet uh, hosted, she went through a little bit of the squad. So I'm going to sort of pick off, uh, take the baton from Harriet, if you will, and talk about some others. So last week, if you did listen um the, the team focused on Virgil van Dijk on Trent on Thiago on Mo Salah on Luis Diaz and then on Total Live on Friday we had a bit of a chat about Darwin Nunes uh, so this time we're going to focus on Andy Robertson Fabinho Jordan Henderson Harvey Elliott and Roberto Firmino so they are uh, the famous five uh, we're going to talk about today and joining me uh, to do just that I've got Abigail Wilkin I've got Ian Ryan and I've got uh, Adam Melia, I nearly called you Adam Smith, then. That's well, someone else. You're the one. We sometimes do, well, we're both called Adam, and yeah. sometimes our voices sound similar, I think, because people have said, oh, you said this on a show, and I was like, I was the other one. <laughs> if, you, if it's something clever, you just claim it. That's yeah. what I do sometimes when it's Neil. Yeah, with the over-the-water Adam voices. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, let's start uh, with Andy Robertson then. And, and I'll start with you, Adam, as we're having a nice chat. Uh, it'll sort of end up being a bit of a Jamaica's chat as well, uh, inevitably. Uh, yeah. Left backs grouping together. But what have you made of Andy Robertson so far this season? Um, tired, in a word. I think he's looked at. The, 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 to be fair, the, the, the group that you've, you've bunched together today, which I suppose are the ones left, there's a few of them where I would say they've been. They, they've, they've looked a bit like the. The the the, the t- t- travails of last season and the short preseason and whatever it is we've done um, as 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 impacted on them and uh, they, they've looked like they've been a bit like out of gas and um, Robertson I think is probably the main one and it's partly it's it's partly because he's been he's been taken off early a few times and, yeah. and I guess partly because we have Simicast there so it may be slightly unfair to say that he's looked the tiredest I don't know if he's looked the tiredest but he is he is among that group that and it's something the manager or, or sports science team or whoever are obviously conscious of yeah yeah um so I I think I think that they've been they, they've been sparing him which has been good and he's also had a lot uh, a lot more to kind of adjust to with the loss of Mane because I think that um he, he, I don't think that the team's um hugely you know m- missed it. it's m- maybe been a bit exaggerated but I think Robertson Robertson and Mane was such an amazing pairing um and it, it that I think has taken away from Robertson's attacking a little bit um I think his defense has still been absolutely fine and as I say he's looked he's he's looked f- plenty good enough for me to you know to, to be playing loads of games and winning loads of games for Liverpool this season so he's not somebody that I've I've got a concern about I don't particularly have a concern about any of our defenders really I think that they that we've got a good set of defenders there you'd like a backup for Trent but other than that I think that we've we've got a, a, a really solid um, enviable bunch of defenders there that, that you know any any team would love um, and Robertson's one of them still and I think he's you know he's he's brilliant he's one of the the, the cultural architects he's like in the spirit of the team uh, he's been there since you know since since, since the start of us becoming brilliant um, and, and I've got I've got no no real concerns that I'd pick up on in terms of especially in terms of his defending. I'd say that that we've missed a little bit um, of of the outlet. I think that's that's what I I think um, as, as as maybe dipped a little bit in terms of his um, in terms of his his, his output. Other than other than his, um, his 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 fitness levels looking a bit a bit like they've dipped. I think that that overlap the, the the sort of the, the thing that you'd see so many times with with him linking up with Mane and 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 bursting past and, uh, and and overlapping on that left um that I think is 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 something which you'd, you'd love to see um but I think yeah Diaz plays slightly differently to Mane and it's um it, it, it's a it's a link up that they quite haven't quite unpicked yet I think yeah it's an interesting one Abigail, to, to talk about Mane in that regard because a lot's been made of the Mane sale and, and you know, whenever we have a bad result, someone's like, oh, they're missing Mane and, and I think it's exaggerated but for specifically for Andy Robertson, I think it probably is a factor and I think Adam's, you know, wise to sort of to, to highlight that both ways, he's he got a lot of support from Manny, and Manny was was a fighter. He was someone who was who was great at the press, and and so would have protected Andy Robertson maybe a little bit more than Diaz is now, and that's not to have a go at Diaz because I don't think Diaz shakes at all. But but Sadio Manny was just an elite level of of, of defending as a, as a as a forward, and also from an attacking point of view, you know. He's, he's had his whole career with with Manny in front of him, well, his whole Liverpool career. They went together at, at, at Celtic as kids, uh, but you know had his whole sort of 
um, Liverpool time with with this sort of one player. It's inevitable he will miss him a little bit. Yeah, it's a bit of a transitional period at the minute. I mean, I know people on Twitter will send you a picture of a team sheet from three years ago and say, well, it's not really that transitional because you've got the exact same players playing or there'll be two different ones, like you'll have Harvey or, do you know what I mean? Mm. But um, I feel like Twitter and social media likes to make a big deal about things like Mane leaving. Um, in my opinion, it is a transitional period and Robertson has got to get used to it. But when you think about last season, it took a massive toll on these players, the disappointment of the end of it. And you can see what it means to Robertson now. Like when you look at the players on the pitch that seem to like try and like galvanise the crowd a bit more at Anfield at the minute, it's Thiago and Robertson seem to be like, I feel yeah. like I'm getting told off by him after the time when he's going <laughs> like that in the main stand. But um, it's, it's just transitional, isn't it? Like... Um, Diaz will obviously be different to the way that Mane is, but um, yeah, it's a miscast. I always say his name wrong. I mean, I'd seen him in town the other day and probably embarrassed myself, by the way, in front Amazing. of Simicast. <laughs> I went through the queue park with my mum. I'll just go off on a tangent. No, I'm yeah. into it. Basically, he pulled up sunglasses, cap, looking dead cool, puts his window down, parks right next to me. I go, <gasps> Simicast and point right into his car so he window. Knows. He looked at me like <laughs> you are a weirdo. And when we walked away, my mum literally said to me, You've made a show yourself there. So <laughs> now like anytime I talk about Simicast, the image of him looking at me like you are a show just keeps coming into my head. But um I lost me out when I saw me Bull Molly at the match last Did night, you, to be yeah? honest with you. Yeah, so it my happens to me. My mum seen her walking down Molten Vale the other day and text me like just walk past me, Bull Molly. Exciting, isn't it? Famous but, um, people. I know it is, definitely. But um Simicast does a good impression of Robbo, doesn't he? Yeah. It feels like that's the side that I'm not really worried about. I mean, I know you can bring up Mane and the changes and all that, but I feel like when it comes to Robbo and Simicast, you sort of feel comfortable. That side's more on the other side with Trent, where like, my nerves go a little bit more recently, even with Gomez there. But, um, yeah, Simicast is doing a very good impression, if not bringing more, but I, I do... In my opinion, I still start Robbo mm -hmm. and I'd let like Simacast come on and make a difference if it's not happening for us, which a lot recently it hasn't been. I mean, 9 0 against Bournemouth sort of tricked me for a little minute going, oh, we're back, we're sound, you know what I mean? But uh, that Napoli game, I was in um, I was in Disneyland Paris, so I was trying to watch it on my phone with the lights going off in front of me. So I feel like I can't really speak on that game that well. I've tried not to watch highlights of it. It's not one to you watch know, back. It's not one to watch back. Like, my dad's texting me, like, what's Gomez doing all that? And I'm just like, you're stressing me out. I'm trying to enjoy the Disney lights. <laughs> the one game I miss, like, it was a shocker, so it was probably worth to miss it. Yeah. But sorry, with me tangents again, I've just gone off on a big story. But, yeah. In terms of tightness, um, both both Abbott and, and Adam have brought it up there, Ian, and, you know, listen, they've played a lot of money and blah, 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 and, but, you know, I think with Randy Robertson, we need to remember not just how many minutes he plays for Liverpool, which which is a lot, uh, he's, he's dependable, he, he's always out there, but last season where we played every game possible, then he goes then and then does a, does a week for Scotland where he's captain in this in this double header against Ukraine, which is to qualify for for the World Cup, isn't it? Which is a which is a big thing. In between, he had to book the DJ for the end of season party. You know what I mean? It's like he's you know <laughs> Mr. Dependable. Do you know what I mean? He's he had a big year last year, and I think the Scotland stuff. I mean, I brought up on shows before, but I think it's a bit of being you know it takes a lot of out of him as emotionally as well as physically. He's captain there. He's he's you know he's the, he's the biggest name you know in the team and, and a lot sort of. I don't know. We put on a lot of his shoulders it's it, it's not a shock is it if he is feeling a little bit jaded no I don't think it is I think in terms of last season I've not got the stats in front of me but I think he plays probably less league games than I thought I think it's around about 30 31 something like that um, and I had it in my head that he played kind of most of them to be honest and he kind of does I suppose but he's not quite at the, the kind of 38 league game uh, stage that one or two others get to I just think They've definitely been worried about some John because I think you know everyone's alluded to it. The fact that they're they're taking him off on the regular. There's either something there around fatigue and they're very much aware of it, or maybe there's like an underlying issue and they're just being really really careful with him. And obviously he's got the the knee injury at the minute or the alleged knee injury. I don't know whether that's something where they've just thought we could really do with not sending him away to to Scotland duty. So he's obviously missed the international games, but I think there's been I think times this season where you've looked at maybe one or two of them and listen, it could be fatigue, but you've looked at one or two and thought there's maybe not quite 
the desire to get in or get back or put your body in front of stuff. And I think that's been labelled at one or two. I've never really thought that with Robertson, to be honest. I don't think it's ever ever anything you could accuse him of, of not showing the required intensity or the required desire to kind of block something or put yourself in front of a shot or get back in when you need to. But I don't think his output or his form, like many others, has been at the levels you expect. And I think if you look at both fullbacks, and I know they covered Trent last week, but I don't think Trent's got an assist. And I think Robbo's got one. And that just feels incredibly low for those two footballers so something's not quite right and I think you know Have you got a couple in the moment game didn't he I'm pretty sure uh, he, he scored didn't he I don't yeah. think he's got many assists maybe he's got one I think Robbo's definitely only got one um, obviously because he came on and got them all actually wasn't yeah, he yeah so I, I don't think and Bobby got loads that day as well so <laughs> I don't think there's been loads of output from an assist point of view from the full backs and, and listen you can look at maybe systems and things like that um, but there's something not quite right there but I, what I always like about Robertson he doesn't shake it in terms of his interviews. I think he come out after Napoli and he, he talks about lads not backing each other up and, and not quite doing the things that that they expect of each other. And I think, I'm sure the manager will have had words with lots of the players at different times, but you can almost imagine a scenario where at times Jürgen's probably leaving it to the dressing room and letting them sort some of this stuff out. And I think Andy Robertson will always be a player who who will sort stuff out. I think he'll he'll call one or two out if they need it. He'll say things that maybe others might not want to say. I think he'd have those uncomfortable conversations with his teammates if he needs to. So, you know, like Adam said, I've got no real issue with, with Robertson or any of them. I think they'll all come back and, and show us why we know they're exceptional footballers and, and in many cases, world-class footballers. So I think... It's just a case of maybe looking after Robbo a little bit, and I've got no doubt at some point you see the very best of him again soon. Yeah, uh, eighth on the Liverpool Premier League minutes last season, just had a little bit of a look. Um, so, so Ian Dwight, it's, it's uh, 300 less than what Champ plays uh, last season, so he's on uh, two two five uh, according to uh, the Premier League website. Uh, eighth uh, behind Alisson, Van Dijk, Trent, who's there in third, uh, Mane, who's now moved on, uh, John Matip, which is a bit of a surprise, uh, Salah and Henderson, uh, he's behind uh, there as well. Uh, he does have the, the 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 luxury that that Trent doesn't. Um, I, I would imagine those three hundred minutes uh, difference, you know, are all being covered by Chimikas. Uh, Trent didn't have that last season. Um, he this season we we've, we've signed someone um, who we haven't seen at all yet, so we don't know whether Ramsey's at the level um, of a Chimikas or, or at least at the level of someone who's given. Is he in training yet? I think he's been knocking around town. Right. Um, I don't know if I've seen <laughs> him. next but, to Abby. <laughs> but I've, seen, I've basically seen pictures, people get pictures of yeah. him uh, with right. thumbs up, so he definitely exists. Um, but I'm not sure um, whether he's uh, well. Let's hope so because. You know, for well, I mean, we're here to talk about you know Robertson more, but from Chen's point of view, you know, having having a backup of the level of Chimikas, you know, can only help. Well, yeah, and I think that the the other thing you can't help but talk about it is because I think a lot of what we probably end up talking about today is balance, and yeah. there's such a such a big thing um, for, for 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 the for the entire side, um, but yeah, specifically. Um, you know, specifically our 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 fullbacks because I mean traditionally I guess you'd you you know if I'm playing footy eleven aside the one fullback stays one fullback goes and that's not what Liverpool do they both go don't they so um the the they they need to do everything and that's 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 Klopp. the secret of Klopp's success isn't it is that you know you've got somebody like um, Firmino when he's in his pomp he's he's basically an extra midfielder and he's up front so uh, I think I think the way that that he get that Klopp gets such good results out of his fullbacks is basically by running them into the ground because they are yeah. up front and they are in defence they need to do both and if you know if they if they if they can't then um, then he'll get another one um, because that's it that that's what what we need from for, for our system to work um yeah they, they they need to be they need to be doing more and that's been i suppose that's been a, a bit of a concern this season in general is that our running numbers have been down um i think we've been out ran a few times haven't we in, in in a few games which is um which which is is set, sets alarm bells ringing if you've been watching Klopp uh, Klopp's football at all basically it's it is based on that that in intensity so um yeah I think um somebody said on one of the shows a while ago it, it, it the, the playing for Klopp um it may be based on on the thing Thiago said about Klopp teaching him how to run um, teaching him to run is that, that you know your, your career as a Klopp footballer might not be as long as it is for for for, for playing for, for other managers that have got a slightly less intense style, and I think that 
built into that is this uh, thing where we might have to accept that there is going to be kind of some throughput of players, um, you know, that, that we will kind of need to freshen legs up um, in, in the transfer market. And I'm, you know, it's no, no surprise. And I, I, I like the, the, the way we bring in young lads. I think that's a really good way to keep people on their toes in training. And it's, you know, we, we've seen some, uh, we, we've seen that Klopp's not afraid to, to, to put them in. Um, so I, I, I fully expect that we see this lad who, who's at the moment just in town. But I mean, walking outside is one of the uh, the things that they say when you're coming back from an injury. He's walking outside. <laughs> he's walking outside. It's in a town. step up from the pool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. do work in the pool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think the, the 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 balance of the side is the thing which is it's it's almost like a magic potion, isn't it? Because you don't uh, you, you sort of you don't know exactly what it is. Um, when when things look unbalanced, it's just it's just a fact, and I think that is one thing this season. Which um, the team, which when it works well, um, is greater than the sum of its parts. I think this season has looked like the sum of its parts. Basically, I think it's basically looked as if the these players are each performing at the, at this level, and the team can't kind of get beyond that level somehow. Um, so whether whether that's, I mean, I think I think I know where it is, and I think we'll we'll come on to talk about midfield in a bit. Um, but yeah, certainly the the balance f- um, fullback wise has hasn't looked like there's there's been enough there for either in legs wise or you know or or, or te- technically um, for them to for them to offer all the things that they, that we know that they can. Let's talk about the midfield now. Um, I mean, talk about Fabino and. It's interesting with Fabinho. Adam there was talking about the fullbacks and and you know, is it is it systems not working? Basically, that means they're being more exposed, or is it individual mistakes? And you can sort of make that argument for for Fabinho as well. There's times this season, and Napoli in particular, uh, you'll have to take my word for it that he looked very sort of exposed. And you're like, I believe you. <laughs> Don't watch it back. Um, but but I'm watching it, thinking like, is Fabinho? Is he a bit less mobile than what he used to be? Is he struggling to get about the pitch like like he sort of used to? You know, it, it felt like he had the big long legs that it could sort of cover everything. So I was like, is he is his standard slipping a bit, or is the midfield, or not just the midfield, but particularly the midfield, such a mess that mm. like he's he's got a bit of an impossible job? I think it's the injuries around him more than anything. When you look at Henderson being gone and then Thiago being gone, in my opinion, Fabinho plays better when Thiago's there. Yeah. So a lot of the time, you watch Fabinho and it looks like he's trying to cover four people at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where like we're giving him a bit too much of a hard time because he's trying to do so much when he's got like younger lads around him, like Elliot, which we're going to come on to mm. eventually. Um, I feel like he's got to cover quite a bit in that way. But the midfield itself at the minute is a mess. But I think there is a plan there. I mean, I know I'm sort of like going away from Fabinho there, but like obviously Fabinho is like a world-class player. Um, and a lot of the time for me last season he was like the first name on the team sheet for me I feel like everyone's tired and everyone's deflated from what happened last season and I know they say like oh like move on new season I still haven't like I'll still sit there and think about like standing on Annie Road with my dad like watching like the players like you've seen the video Matip being like uh, what's the score in the City game like that's probably still in the back of their minds of what's happened and they'll be shattered they played like what 60 odd games the maximum number of games I mean I know we are giving them a bit of a hard time like as like an overall squad but the injuries it's the season that like we do not speak of from a couple of years ago when we we didn't have Virgil where the injuries absolutely killed us but this season in general is going to be a weird one anyway like obviously with like the passing of the Queen and we've had this break we didn't play Chelsea do you know what I mean and then we've gone into the international break now which if it was up to me there wouldn't be one because we're not really into international football when it comes to international football I'll check like how's Trent done which he's not playing now do you know what I mean Big Verge scored though yeah exactly I'll check that I'll check things like that um but apart from that, I'm not really bothered about it. So when the World Cup comes around, there's going to be a massive break. Maybe like a, it's going to be like a new pre-season for the players who aren't going, like yeah. like Salah, which I know he's absolutely devastated about. And as you were saying, stuff like that's probably still in the back of their minds. So uh, when it comes to Fabinho, it's tiredness for me and it's having too much to do with the injuries around him. And then, obviously, what happened last season still haunting me in my sleep, so I can imagine it's haunting them as well. Fabinho will go to the World Cup. It looks like he's in the Brazil squad. Um, doesn't always play, but but solidly sort of in that squad. So he's got a long season um, ahead of him. You know, how best do we do we protect him? Do, do you think, Ian? And how how do we 
you know, get the best out of him if, if, if indeed you don't feel like we are now. I think it's difficult, John, because I think, I think for me, it was always obvious that we were maybe a little bit light in the midfield area. And it's not speaking, you know, after the event because yeah. I think most people said the same and it's it's transpired that way, you know, they're a little bit light in there. So I think more often than not, you want to be starting for Benio. I think the manager would have the same mindset. So I think it's difficult. I mean, there's obviously the diddle where you can put Henderson there. He plays it slightly differently in terms of that number six, or you could go kind of double pivot, I suppose. I think he really enjoys playing with Thiago. And I think you've seen the very best of them when those two have been playing in the same team. We saw it towards the end of last season where we go on that run. And getting them two on the pitch has, has been a little bit difficult as well. I think when you think about Fabinho and how he's done this season, I don't think you can shy away from the fact that he hasn't been great. I don't mm. think he has. I just don't think he has. I, I mean, I think there's definitely some system stuff in there as well where he's having to do too much and he's been a little bit overexposed at times and therefore it's maybe looked a little bit worse at times because he's had to maybe try and cover a bit more ground and Liverpool are leaving gaps. But I don't think he's playing well either. I think even in the first game, you take it back to Fulham, he gets dragged on 58, something yeah. like that. He comes off, he's not having a good game, but none of them are either. By the way, he could have picked lots of them that day. So I think there is something in his form and also the system's not doing him any favours at the minute. But again, you know, with lots of these footballers, you just keep coming back to the fact that you know what the levels are. Mm. You know what the true levels are. Fabinho has been an absolute standout for this Liverpool team. You know, there's been times where if you're picking the best defensive midfielder in world football. He is at the top of your list. Well, Neil's got him in his all-time Liverpool 11. I mean, that's a, that's a shout, but you can understand, you know, given what he's he's done, you know, I remember when he, he kind of joins the club and there's that little adjustment period for him. But then after that, he is one of the first names on the sheet. Mm. He's that good. He's that important. But I just think there's been signs this season where you can just see he's not quite at his best mm. where he does look a little bit leggy. And I think fatigue is maybe a thing for some of these midfielders because... One thing the manager asks of these players, and certainly in the middle of the park, it's to put in a massive shift. And the intensity has been there over a number of years now, and you can just see that maybe falling away a little bit. But when you keep asking these lads to go again and go again and go again, I think there is a tipping point for some of them. And I think in midfield, you may be seeing that a little bit. But as I said before, I think if they look after them properly, and that's difficult because of the lack of numbers in there at times, yeah. but if they can look after them properly, and you hope he doesn't really feature too much for Brazil, I know he'll, he'll want to play, but from our point of view, if it's just training, uh, which will obviously be intense, but if it's just training, not too many matches, you're hoping that he can come back and, and find that form that we know he's capable of, because there's no doubt about it, John, Liverpool are a far better team and Fabinho's at his absolute best. Yeah, I, I don't know how many minutes he's got in the week um, for Brazil. They play again Tuesday night. Uh, there isn't the travel this time, um, so so that's a sort of positive. But it feels to me, Adam, you know, he's, he is going to be a really big player for us in in this in this next period. Now running up to the World Cup, the games are thick and fast. Like Ian says, if you can rotate a little bit, then then you'd like to between him and sort of Thiago and Henderson, just just keep them all sort of as fresh as possible. But big games, you want him there. Absolutely, and <clears throat> he's the one I think which um, the manager will con continually turn to in an almost apologetic way. I feel like, <laughs> so, like sorry, lad, it's another massive game because that's the the, the situation that we find ourselves is that that we've got a, a series of massive games. Every league game is a, is an absolute must win, um, and Fabinho is the one where it feels like the it, the the. The weight, not not that the weight of the world's on his shoulders, but everything kind of does fall on 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 him and that position. Um, he's he's the one where the midfield has been stripped of certain things, um, and I think I, I think that that is it's 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 obvious when you sort of see that, that at certain times this season um, he's being you know he, he's kind of being passed around and. It is the 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 lack of the lack of, of balance and the lack of bodies um it is has been the thing that has been exposing him and I think probably um the certainly he's looked he he looked better as soon as Thiago came back everybody looked better as soon as Thiago came back so there's um there's there's that the, that is the positive uh, is that we 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 are moving towards a place where it looks like we will have some more um some more people to to, to back him up but i don't know i just i, I, I to be honest it's it, it's it's an alarm bell for me that you know there's 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 every, we're going to talk about henderson and, and 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 elliot and in different ways there's just there's just like alarm bells ringing where i think 
you know, just I suppose context wise, and I feel like I feel like I always talk about this, but maybe I don't. So I'm just going to talk about it now. The context is is that when Wijnaldum left, we lost a massive amount of minutes. Yeah. Um, and it, I thought at the time, and I'm sure there's, there's recordings of me saying it, that it was sort of borderline negligent not to replace him when when he left, just based on the minutes, not based on kind of the quality of the player, which I think is debatable. Um, and since since he's left, it's, it's been probably definitely debatable. But the, the the fact that we didn't um, that we didn't get somebody in that could do some of those some of those things and perform in a robust way and be available um, it w- was at the time I thought gonna leg us up last season. As it turned out, last season we have a sort of borderline miraculous injury record for certain players. Um, Matip is not midfielder. Henderson, Thiago, all. Are available more than they gen- generally have been in their in, in their recent career. I would say last season, um, and then so I, so I think we saw. I mean, I hate to I, I hate to, to to make it seem as if the club are daft because I'm sure they're not. But it sort of lulls us into a false sense of security as a fan base, and I hope that it doesn't lull the club into a false sense of security where they think, oh well. It, we didn't. We didn't actually need that, that those minutes as much as we thought we were probably going to, and um, with Genie going, and so that, as I say, I think it was borderline negligent not to replace him last summer. The fact that we haven't replaced him this summer is not borderline. <laughs> it is negligence, I think, that because the because the, the, it may be that the, the rest of the season um, passes with without a hitch injury wise in that in, in that department. I think even if it does, it's still not not great for me. It's still there's 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 gaps there and there's things that I would like to do. And I think that with more permutations, with an extra person in there, an extra good player in there, we could we could we, we could already have more points on the board for me. Mm-hmm. So e- even even if we do have go for the rest of the season with the same really really good injury record that we had last season, which hasn't been the case so far. Um, then I still think it was negligent, but I feel like there's a there's an alarm bell ringing, which is that there's no there's no reason to say we're through it, you know, in, injury wise. That the the Abby mentioned it before the season where everything go, goes to pot. It you was thinking, it, oh, it can't get any worse. It can't get any worse exactly, and I feel like that was a bit. It felt like it was quite stop start then too. I suppose it was maybe <clears> stop start because of the kind of the the, the context of the world of, of you know there was some fans allowed in, then they weren't, and then they were, and then they weren't. But I feel like that that this season, <laughs> the, the, there's been little little reminders of, of of that season already this season, and I just think there's no. As I say, I think probably as you've said, just, just that's the best way to put it, John. It, just because you think it can't get any worse doesn't mean it can't. Yeah. And, uh, that, it, it is. It is a concern. I've got a you know I've got a low level alarm ringing all the time. Let's Jordan Henderson. Come on, let's get into it. Uh, I'll start with you, Abby. He's possibly the most divisive player we have. Uh, I have no idea where you sit on the Jordan Henderson scale. This is fun for new people. Uh, let me know. Um, I swing back and forth. I have an uncle who's very anti Henderson, and I have a dad. <laughs> yeah, when you do, everyone does. Everyone's got an uncle now, bed anyway. You're probably listening to this now. Who she's speaking about? But um, then, like my dad on the other scale has taught taught me very much loyalty to things. Like I'm like even talking about like bringing Samiskas in instead of Robbo and all that. I'm so loyal to Robbo in yeah. my head that um, when it goes to like Henderson's agent and stuff, I know he's just done a documentary that's like Henderson's never finished and stuff. And in my mind, he's not. But I think he'll eventually start to move into a bit more like a Milner role, less minutes and stuff. But at the minute with the injuries that we've got, uh, we sort of need him because yeah. like the whole midfield's made out of crisp and everyone just seems to be getting injured. But uh, I know we're going to go on to Harvey, but like Harvey isn't Henderson and Henderson is sort of like, not like built for this, but because we have won the Premier League and the Champions League when him as captain, like he sort of knows what he's doing. But last season, I just think everyone's absolutely knackered and that's why the injuries are catching up on us. I wouldn't be surprised if last season, like I'm sure, didn't Thiago end up like getting like before was it the Champions League final or something he got injections yeah. for pain and well he's basically like doing a, a session on the pitch before the final yeah. isn't he to see if he can play or not which like just isn't ideal yeah and I feel like right up to that game like all the midfield was knackered and everyone was sort of in that situation and Henderson's obviously pushed himself to the limits and injuries are never good 
obviously, like we know that from that season that we were talking about. But I, on the Henderson scale, I'd stick with him, but we need signings now. It's sort of like time for that transitional period. Like in January, I wouldn't mind signing like for Bellingham, which is probably never going to happen. But all that talk about sending Arthur Mello, is that how you say his name? Yeah. I think it is. Sending him back and stuff, I feel like that's a lie. I don't think Klopp's the type of person who brings someone in last day of like the transfer window at the last minute. Yeah. Like I thought, oh, we're not signing anyone. I went to go and watch Chris Rock and the Echo Arena come out and I was like... Who the hell? Like, I was literally like, what's going on here? Like, I'm off I love it when stuff happens in mad situations. It's almost, yeah. like, harder to believe. Like, I just, I, yeah. yeah. It just seems to happen to me. Like, go to Disney, we lose to Napoli, <laughs> and then, like, walk out to the Echo Arena, and, like, we've signed off from Ella, which I never thought was going to happen. But, uh, yeah, I am a fan of Henderson. I need to, like, not listen to, like, me, me uncle who tries to, like, push his not... He calls him the luckiest man alive, and I just don't agree. Like, I... I like him, do you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm sort of, I'm in the middle. I'm in, t- I'm in the middle of sort of progressing past it, but he's an amazing captain. Do you know what I mean? Everything that he's done for us. But I feel like we're a whole team full of captains. Like, we really are. Like, you look at Robbo, Virgil, like, there's so so many of them could be captain. Like, Thiago, obviously, we were saying before, even Alisson. Like, all these players could be captain. <clears throat> Not that I'm taking it away from Henderson, saying, like, oh, yeah, anyone could do what you do. But yeah. for Henderson to stay captain at the minute, when we've got all those people sort of shows how vital he is. Yeah. And then Milner, obviously, like, even if Milner goes at the end of this season, I'd like to keep him on as, like, backroom stuff as well and I sort of hope the same for um, Henderson in the long run I mean Andy Robbo's this week said he'd like to finish his career at Liverpool and because I'm so loyal to these players I want all of them to want to finish it here That's like Sadio Mane's really broke my heart really <laughs> so uh, yeah On, I mean we're talking there about Henderson you know and how, how Abigail's sort of referring to him there as someone who you know should be I guess you know we, we should be more careful with his minutes than, than what we've allowed ourselves to be. And I think from watching him this season, I think there's the certain games where he might not have been anywhere near if it wasn't for the fact that, that others weren't injured. And I do sometimes, and, and this is me maybe, you know, with my with my loyal hat on, because because I think Henderson's great. I think he's been a brilliant player for Liverpool. But the, 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 there is some players in history maybe who won't go out on the pitch when when I think he, he would. And I think he, he'll always get himself out there and that injury that, that does happen was just looked to me like it was it was it was waiting to happen really. I don't know. I understand some of the criticism and I and I get where people are coming from on certain things, but I just I just always want him fit and I always want him around and I don't think there's a situation that, that, that can be improved by having Henderson at least as an option for me and but I don't know what you think. No, I wouldn't disagree, John. I think he is a player who you could never accuse him of not putting his body on the line. Yeah. There's been there's been countless games where you've seen him take a knock and he's he's kind of, you know, in big some big football matches by the way as well. Well he stayed on the pitch because Barcelona you know, he, yeah, yeah, that's the one, one I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah, he just wanna let the side down. And I think everything that night pointed to him having to come off, but he didn't want to come off um, because that's the kind of you know that's the kind of fella he is. And I think you know on the pitch he's been nothing short of outstanding over this time for the club. And I think off the pitch you know maybe he's he's hit even higher standards at times. To be honest, um, he certainly comes across that way. But I do think there's something in maybe his powers are fading a little bit. And I don't think maybe you want to see him all the time now I think there are games where maybe Liverpool could do with something slightly different but that said there's been times this season where you think I could have done with Henderson on the pitch for a little bit longer there because he's not I think he's played in most of the games obviously he doesn't play uh, is it Everton he misses um, Henderson's out for Everton yeah, yeah. I think he's and, featuring and all, before, yeah I think, I think he's featuring all the other league games other than yeah. that I think not always finished them I don't think he's finished that many this season actually so again you're maybe looking at is there a fatigue issue there he plays probably a lot more than I thought he he would last season you know I thought they might manage him a little bit differently maybe you'd expect him to have maybe one or two more injuries because he has been a player who's picked up more and more injuries over the years but um, he ends up playing a lot of football last season I think he he's more, more it's only Allison that yeah, is it only Allison yeah. yeah in terms of like appear, numbers of appearances I've got to be I think seven from minutes in the Premier League but in terms of number of appearances he's he's he's, he's number one for, for Klopp in his, in his, in his managerial career yeah and I, and I think actually last season he goes on and has and has a good season I was a little bit concerned at the start of the season and don't get me wrong there are there are games where he performs really, really well, but I think there was a period at the beginning of the season where he just didn't look himself. And even though there were, there were those kind of green shoots, I was thinking, I'm not quite sure about Henderson's level here. He doesn't quite look as influential. Um, 
But that said, John, I keep coming back to you know what you just said at the beginning of this kind of segment. You want him in and around the place. Yeah. You still want him as an option. Mm. I think he gives you loads off the pitch as well. And some people will sometimes dismiss that a little bit and, and, and kind of class it as a bit of a cheerleader role. It, it just isn't that. You know, anyone who's been in dressing rooms at any level knows that you've got to have those figures, you've got to have those people, standards. you've got to have people who set standards and, 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 and set the tone. And you can see how much the manager relies on some of those players. And listen, they might not always be the most aesthetically pleasing on the eye they might not they might not get loads of goals they might not get loads of assists but the manager sees them performing a job and a function that's critical to this Liverpool team and it's been critical to this Liverpool team across the success they've had so that can't really be argued but what I would say at the age of maybe what is he now 31 comes to 32 something like that I think Liverpool have to be looking at at what comes next yeah. now they've given him a big contract last year for four years which again at the time I thought not sure I would have given such a, a big contract at that age, given maybe some of the injuries. But maybe the manager's looked at it and gone, you know what, he's so important. He was so keen, wasn't he? he was yeah, he, 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 went, he went kind of the extra mile, didn't he, to get that done. So, I mean, you've got to back the manager on those decisions, I guess. But I do think the club now need to be thinking what comes after Jordan, because as I say, he's at that age where he's picked up a number of injuries and he's in his early 30s and you think, well, it's probably not going to get loads better. There's probably going to be times where, and obviously he's been out recently, but ends up getting pulled into the England squad. So I'm interested to know what they do next. And, you know, back to, to Adam's point as well, just felt a little bit negligent not to do something in the summer because you knew there was these players with, with, with one or two problems and stuff. But as I say, John, you'd always want to see his name in and around the squad because, let's have it right, he's been nothing short of outstanding across his time for the club. Where are you on the scale from Abby's uncle to Abby's dad? <laughs> uh, the famous Henderson scale that is used. I, I really like Henderson, and I feel a bit sorry for him in in a in a similar way to uh, to a few few players. I think that they've um, they, they, as as you say, I think he's been playing with an injury, and um, it it's it, it it also falls foul of the same thing I was saying when we were talking about Fabinho. Basically, we should have we should have got another midfielder last summer, and then he would have played less minutes last summer, and and the new midfielder could have bedded in, and then this summer Milner could have gone, yeah. Henderson could have become Milner. So that's probably what I think should have happened. Um, as it is, um, just on pitch wise, I think that lots of things have been covered. I think the one thing that people haven't mentioned is that I have often said so. Sometimes when when Henderson's been at, like in the doldrums reviews wise. Um, and, and ends up not not playing. I think he, you can see when he where, where what we miss when he doesn't play. Or oh, you have been been able to for the past few years, and it's off the ball stuff. Um, you, you sort of you can't see it on telly, and I sort of think that that's why he gets a bit unfairly criticised by people that maybe aren't at the match. But he's he, he is. He allows Trent to play. Trent, you know, Trent, Trent's uh, numbers, insane numbers of assists wouldn't just would not exist if it hadn't been for Henderson being on the pitch at the same time as him for the past few years. I think he allows Salah to play too. That you know that 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 trio that you've, we've had on the right for the past few years has just been a, been a, a, an incredible thing. And Henderson's the one who he's the he's the workhorse of that of that of that of that side of the pitch. And I think he doesn't get the credit he deserves off the ball wise. Um, I think he is. Slightly limited on the ball, and um, that's what you know. There'll be clips of him um, playing, play, you know, trying to play an adventure of passing it not working, which happens to every footballer. And I think he, we've had players in the past that get called crabs because they don't try adventurous passes. And um, so I think he is, he's, you know, he's no Tiago style technician, um, but I think he is certainly he's he's been good enough um, because. He's backed it up with such an amazing um, off the ball, um, you know, output, and uh, you know the, the 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 amount of ground he's covered, the the number of positions he can drop into, um, and I think that that this is where I'm sort of heading with this is that having seen that for the past few years and thinking, oh, without Henderson we've got no tempo, blah blah blah. I think this season I've thought that when he's been playing. Yeah. And that's my concern, really, is that that we've, d despite the fact of him being there more often than you maybe think, the things that he uh, traditionally has offered have still kind of been lacking. Yeah, I, I take your points on that because I remember, funny enough, not not so much the Napoli game, which, which was a bigger disaster, but obviously the Merseyside derby. I was thinking, oh, I wish we had Henderson out there today. But then I did think there's been plenty of the games where he has yeah. been, and this yeah. sort of stuff hasn't happened. When you think about, and I think you could label it or level it at lots of them. They're making quite poor decisions at times, mm -hmm. and certainly in the middle of the park. And you think back to 
the game at Old Trafford and Henderson's got a decision to make mm. about what he does. He can just pull the lad down yeah. and, and cut that cut that issue straight out, which I think leads to the second goal. And he doesn't do it. And there's there's other there's other instances as well. I think there's one where maybe Trenton Fabinho can make different decisions against Crystal Palace and he allow Eze just to wriggle free and play a ball. And just thinking they're not making the right decisions. So there's there's poor performances across the the team at times, or certainly they're dropping below levels that you expect. But then their decision making as a team and then as individuals has just not been at the standard you expect. You would think that'll sort itself out, John, you know what I mean? You think that actually, you know, whether it's on the training pitch or whatever, or just lads just kind of refining the form. I thought it again. was better in the Ajax game, and like Thiago and Jota being on the pitch, suddenly we had people who were making good decisions. Yeah, Thiago and I don't think there. you, you don't want to, you never want to, you don't want to write players off because they can have a habit of just proving you wrong again. And yeah. these lads have got to the very top of the game. So sometimes you can think a player's done and dusted and he just finds himself again and he's able to come back and he's able to, to kind of maybe do things slightly differently, but still be a force and still be of use to the team. So And Henderson's the ultimate example of that. You know, you talked before, Ian, that he didn't start last season that well and, and, and I agree with you, but then he, that performance at Old Trafford yep. and, and Goodison the one Goodison, which are both before Christmas. So like, you know, when he does eventually retire, you know, when you look back at the, the best time and performances those two are up there yeah, so absolutely. He, is, he is that kind of he is that kind of player uh, stick with you then you get Harvey Elliott yeah I think I think there's been a lot of chat recently about Harvey Elliott and I think it's been really interesting you know we touched on it a little bit on, on various kind of um, shows before games and we did a midfield show as well and I think he's a player who I think has performed to a pretty good standard as an individual I don't think there's many games where you're thinking he's not done well but I think there is this conversation around what he does to the balance of the team and I think some of that is fair because I think it's it's slightly altered the balance of the team and when we talk about maybe people having to do a little bit more work in defensive areas it's probably getting used to Harvey and how he's playing the role as opposed to maybe how Jordan Henderson will play the role and I think there has been games where you're thinking could have done with Henderson there just to do a bit of covering and some of the stuff I didn't mention there about just getting back in and listen Harvey's a young lad so mm. and Jürgen knows his game by the way so it's not necessarily a criticism of him because the manager's obviously trying to evolve the team a little bit and we're playing in a slightly different way I think the challenge for Elliot would be if he's going to come into the team and he's not able to offer you, say, some of the protection that maybe others can. And listen, he might get to the point where he can do, because I say he's a very young footballer. But if he's not able to do some of that, then what people will look at, they'll look at output and they'll look at things like goals and they'll look at assists and things like that. And again, it's a very small sample because we're only, what, six, seven, eight games in, if you want to count the Champions League stuff as well. He's got the goal against Bournemouth, um, but I don't think he's got any assists. And I think if he's going to play in that role where he's maybe a little bit closer to the forward players and he's looking like he's one who you're thinking he's going to have to affect it, maybe final third, then I think he's going to have to start backing up some of his displays that have been quite neat and tidy with numbers as well. And I think that's where it'll be interesting because there's no doubt he's not quite at the level of, of say, a Henderson in terms of allowing Trent to be a bit more free. But I think sometimes with some of this, people will always look at, at numbers and stuff. And I know, you know we're not necessarily talking about Trent, but because his performances have been quite poor and he hasn't got quite the output as well as he normally has, people are more likely to go and look and maybe dig a little bit deeper into what he's doing defensively. And I think that's something Harvey's got to be aware of. You know, if it's not quite happening for him in the final third and he's not quite getting the assists or the goals and stuff, if he's going to play in that more advanced role, then you've got to see the stuff that's going back the other way as well. But I think Liverpool have got a very, very talented footballer on their hands. I think he, he will, for me, be a midfield. I don't think he's got quite the pace to operate in the forward line. And I think there was a debate maybe when he first came to the club, you know, where will he be? Where will his future be? I think it will be in a midfield role. But I think there's there's all the kind of there's all the ability there. Mm. There's all the talent there. You know, you see him in that first half against Bournemouth where and I know the opposition's not quite at the level that you'd play on a regular basis in the Premier League, but he's full of kind of He's full of vigour, he's full of drive, he's kind of popping up all over the pitch. And I really loved his 45 that day. It was a shame he had to come off. Um, but you need to see more of that. Yeah. And you need to see more of that in the bigger games. And I think there are some challenges for him where, you know, he's not big physically, is he? So I think sometimes it can pass him by a little bit. Um, but I think he's one the manager backs. I think he's one the manager really, really likes. And I think they've put a lot of trust in him. You know, people will often refer back to that game at the San Siro where it doesn't quite go well for him after the injury. But the fact that the manager's willing to put him in, yeah. Yeah. the fact that he's willing to put him in in that game of football, 
it says a lot about what he thinks of Harvey Elliott and I think they're really excited about him but I don't think Liverpool have quite got it right yet from a system point of view that allows him to flourish and allows the team to flourish as well and that's something they've got to be looking at. Yeah, it's funny isn't it Abby because the last game against Ajax he plays a little bit more withdrawn yeah. um, and he's obviously you know thinking about himself or oh, I need to basically do a bit more midfieldery things when I'm playing mm-hmm. in midfield which which shows his intelligence and shows he's conscious of the conversations going on around him. But I also thought it took a lot out of his game, is out of his natural game. And so it is finding that combination, isn't it? And he is still a young lad, as Ian just says there. So this will come with time, as I think his output will as well, because that always happens to footballers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're in this situation now where if you start for Liverpool, we need a certain performance from him. So it's tough, isn't it? Because... You need him doing certain things if he is going to play sentiment, but also you don't want to take away his natural game and what he is so good at. Yeah, I feel like the Ajax game was the one game where I thought he was all right, you know, like yeah. I thought all average rating there, whereas um, before that he was probably the player that I was walking away from the games where we've struggled and I've gone, at least Harvey looked bright. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Harvey was everywhere, like you were saying. Like Harvey, at least Harvey looked like he was asked. was basically what <laughs> I was saying. And I, I mean, I know the conversation where everything keeps coming back to Trent and like people acting like he didn't look like he was trying and people will clip things up. But Harvey, you know what I mean? I could put a little compilation together myself of the, the start of this season of like everything that he's done. But that Ajax game, he did. He was probably about a five for me. Yeah. Probably he did look like he'd slowed down a bit, but um, now his age as well that he's doing it. But when you think about before he picked up that injury, you could see Klopp was starting to have faith in him and started wanting to try and put him in a bit. But um, got to try and make sure that he stays fit as well. That's another thing. But um, yeah, he is. He's 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 doing great. I mean, just I, on him, John, as well. Sorry, Abby. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, just on him. You've got to be. They've got to be careful with his age as well. It's almost a little unfair sometimes that he's, you feel like he's having to play. Yeah. And it comes back to some of the conversations we had at the start of the show, but he is so young. And we've all seen footballers who've been, you know, overplayed at times at a young age. And I don't think it's, this was one of my issues at the start of the season. I don't want to have, I don't want to have to rely on a 19 year old kid who's not yet at a level where he can play every single week and I feel like Liverpool have done that to themselves a little bit and I think I don't people who are too young or too old I know exactly and I think you know it's it's a little bit unfair on him so there probably are times where he should have played and then come out of the team but because of the situation he's playing and then having to go again because as Abby said you know he's been probably during some of the poor performances he has been a bit of a standout and that shouldn't necessarily be the case for a 19 year old kid you know should be looking across to his peers and thinking well you know you should be kind of looking after me a little bit here so I think that's something they've just got to be really conscious of not overplaying him you know he's had the bad injuries come back from that but you know young footballers need looking after yeah it's funny it's gone so I was just going to say I do want us to give the young players a chance but at the same time it is a bit negligent when you're like not investing in the midfield a bit I'm not the type to to criticise but I do know what you mean like it's great to give Harvey his chance but at the same time we should still be trying to develop and like in January in the summer we should hopefully be trying to bring people in you know and try and build it up a bit because you shouldn't be relying on a 19 year old like what was that tweet I don't know whether it was Harvey or Carvalho I can't remember which one's older but it was like Milner had been playing Premier League football like before Harvey was born or like the same amount of time he's been alive like and then you there was times where they were playing next to each other and you just think like if we're going to challenge for Premier League titles like Man City, we shouldn't have like someone as old as Milner and someone as young as Harvey to rely Lads on. Lads, you played that. with Bobby Clark's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not the best. It's funny with with uh, when people come to work with the Anfield Wap Adam. I I often warn them that it's a lot more boring than you think it is. Yeah. And when I, when I look at Harvey Elliott, I sort of feel like that is like, you know, this is all really good. Central feels quite dull, you know, right? Well, yeah. Maybe he used to watch some Gina Ronaldo videos. No, I, I was I was just thinking the same thing. John is that I'm not convinced that um that 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 our midfield should be exciting i don't really know basically i'm not i like like i i feel like that um it's it's interesting actually and i hadn't sort of thought of it before that what what abby said um although i i, I agree he, he was um he was one of our best performers in the early part of the season it was during the games where i was mainly thinking I didn't see much of Salah, and I think that this is yeah. Well, Abby uses the word bright there, and yeah. I'm like, well, that's great, yeah, yeah. but maybe it just needs to be a bit duller sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's picking the opportunity. It's, it's knowing the moments, and that comes with experience. Yeah, you can't just hand them. 
I know, and 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 I, and I think I do think that um, you know we, we talked about it right at the start with Robertson, and I was saying I'll, I'll sort of come on to it later because I think probably balance wise, it is it is it is where he's playing, and I'm not I don't want to pick on him personally. I think that the, the, this position has been probably the issue because my main thing that I that, that I'm, I'm saying I can't I, that, that this season's been been burning me out is Salah not being involved, and mm-hmm. and and so if we're if we're taking things away from Salah. To let you know, to, to let Elliot develop, then that that's that's upside down, isn't it? For me, you know, he he I, I, by all means, um, th- this this is you know, he's, he's had a setback last season, and he and he's and he's looked brilliant before the the injury, and he's looked brilliant at times this season, um, but we 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 need to be bedding him in in a more measured way and and as Ian said it's 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 our last to, to to ask him to be playing all the time for us and for him really you know I I'd have him playing every you know if we could play Bournemouth every week I'd have him playing every week but you know I don't want him I don't want him away at Old Trafford I don't want him away at Napoli you know he he looked he looked like he had really short legs at Napoli for some reason he looked like he was you know physically looked looked young and small um which you, you you don't want them exposed to that sort of thing um and i think the the, the system as it's looked this season um you know it's sort of higgledy piggledy and um with people blowing and, and and i do think it's sort of the 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 key to it the key to unlocking it is probably that position unfortunately um and so yeah i i i think that him looking a bit duller against ajax as you say john um is is the is the start of it for me and i think he can be involved um there's there's nothing to say that he's that he's not um that, that, that he's not sort of the physical specimen that we need because you know we've got we've got Thiago there too um you, you don't need to be huge and athletic um but you do need to you do you do need to know what command what to the space do. yeah command the space yeah yeah so i think that 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 you know without without picking on him i think that the, the it, there is there is an issue there um which which i think is, is what i hope we've been working on during this massive long break <laughs> massive long break okay we'll finish off on bobby for me you know uh, i'll start with you because you said before about Bournemouth sort of lulling us all into a false sense of yeah. security, and 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 I think that's probably right, but I think that's maybe the case for Bobby as well. You know, he scores a couple that day, creates a couple more, uh, and you're like, oh yeah, we could get a good, really big season out of Bobby this season yeah. when we weren't expecting it, and then it transpires they were just shite and not really trying. Yeah, definitely. But I still think Bobby's got an important role to play. Like, if it was up to me, I'd still give Bobby a new contract. I would. Like, I mean, I don't know what you all think. I'd still give him one, even if it's like on a reduced sort of rate. Because you look at the players like Naby and like Chamberlain and all players like that who aren't really playing who are on like big wages. I don't know what Bobby's on, but like, I'd happily give him. If, like, if he's willing to take it, yeah. do you know what I mean? I'd give him maybe like a. I don't know how they work really. Like yeah. a players pay as you play or something <laughs> I'd, I'd still keep him because i just feel like he's really important because we've got jota who's injury prone and i absolutely love jota and if we had like jota and bobby i'd probably play jota but i just feel like it's really important to keep um bobby there but i do have a loyalty issue and like with things changing so quickly and like man going i'm still already thinking about it and then the idea of bobby going and things like that is still in the back of my mind but then you've got nunez who still needs time to bed in he still i mean i don't know what his attitude's like but after what happened with the red card it's sort of like he still needs time to to learn the Premier League and sort of bed in and Bobby's sort of there and knows what to do. I mean, I know it sort of fell off a little bit now, but um, Nunes needs time. And I know I've spoke to quite a few people and people on Twitter are like, you don't spend that money just to like give them time. Do you know what I mean? Like you need to be throwing uh, Nunes in straight away. But um, I wouldn't. I give him his, give him time like we did like Fabinho and players like that. Give them their time and they'll learn. And I think Klopp likes to shape players into world class players. Like I feel like in the summer, if someone would have went, you want Mbappe? Then I might have went, yeah, go on. But I feel like Klopp likes. I know we spoke to him like, but um, I think Klopp likes to make world class players, and I'd like to give him the time to do that with Nunes. But for now, I feel like players like Jota and players like Bobby are still really important to keep hold of and I will give him an extension for a little while. There's going to be a lot to do next summer, Ian, is what I think. Mm. And so if we can get a bit more out of Bobby, then I think the manager would always take it because obviously they trust him so much or the coaching staff do. And, you know, I think ideally, you know, for, you know, a couple more years out of Bobby and allows you to concentrate on other areas, in particular the midfield, obviously. But but I don't know. When I'm watching him recently, I'm, ju- I'm just not quite sure. He's, he's, he's now at the level that, that Liverpool need. I know. I think, I think sometimes 
maybe you can get a little bit too loyal with, with, with some of the players. And I know that maybe sounds a little bit kind of a little bit unfair because, you know, a lot of these guys have gone to the Wellforders on numerous occasions, Bobby being one who's played, you know, so many minutes over kind of Klopp's tenure and stuff. And it's been so important and integral to the success that Liverpool, this Liverpool team's had. But I do think he's a fading force now. And I know he has the game against Bournemouth. And listen, he's been a world-class footballer, so there will always be games where he'll be able to just to, to kind of show those flashes again. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say that these players can't have good games again for Liverpool Football Club, because they will. Yeah. But it's can you deliver consistently when required, but also what's his attendance record going to be like? Because I think one of the things that's maybe held him back over maybe the last couple of years is maybe just missing more games than what he previously did I don't think he's hit double figures John since 18-19 I think he gets 12 I think league goals in that season maybe 9 the season after and then it's been kind of you know less and less and listen we know his output at his very best has been more than just goals but I think if you're going to play up front for Liverpool as well you have still got to contribute the, the numbers and stuff and I don't think in recent times the goals and the assists have quite been at the level you want but the performances haven't quite been at the level that you want as well. And I think, you know, there are times where maybe he's making it a little bit easier for defences to deal with him because he's dropping in so deep and he can push up a little bit and just squeeze. And I think Bobby's never going to spin you and go in behind. And I think that's at times just caused us a little bit of a problem. But then you do get the Bournemouth game and, you know, people absolutely love that performance. And why wouldn't you? Because he was at his best and he enjoyed himself and he gets the goals. And I think he gets three assists that day as well. And it all falls into place and you can tell he's, he's loving his football. But unfortunately, you don't get to play Bournemouth every week. It would be amazing if you could, but you don't get to play them every week. And I think there's there's other teams who are far more able to manage him and look after him in a sense where he's not as he's not as kind of key to us as he once was. And I think that's a, a little bit of a problem. And but you know, he's been unbelievable for the club. You know, you don't want to you don't want to bash him over the head too much because he's given everything. He's been brilliant. There's been so many world class performances. There's been other managers who've spoken about him, and you can just tell the way other people wax lyrical about him how good a footballer and how brilliant he's been. But I think he's 31 now, and I just don't think those powers are quite at the level. And I think you know. I'm not sure I would be giving them a new deal, but your point around, they're going to have to look at what they need to do and they might yeah. have given themselves a little bit too much, which is why one or two of us have been flapping a bit. So they might have to just base it on that. But I just think, yeah, his very, very best days are behind them. You made a point before, Adam, um, you, you about how hard it is to play for Miles you. Miles and legs. And yeah. He looks an old 31 to yeah. me, and I think that's because... And it's, 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 it's in a way it's praising him because he, yeah. cause he has done so much I mean you know there's we, we talk about fullback being tough in this Liverpool side but you know to, to, to false nine it to yeah. the degree that he has to play as many minutes as he has he looks an old 31 to yeah. me you know he's the one which who, who I think has played two positions you know in in in, in one game um, on, on many occasions um, and it was a, an issue for me that I thought um, I can't remember when it was it was probably 18 19 uh, and, and he missed a couple of games and and it was probably the, the the time where we where we lost the league I think we drew drew Goodison and drew drew Old Trafford he got injured at the, in the Old Trafford game and I thought then we can't play without Bobby like there was a real issue there where I thought he can't miss games here because actually he makes the attack tick we can't we we, did another balance thing at that point we couldn't play without him Um, and the best thing about last season is that we could play without him. Um, Jota came and we figured it out. We figured out a way that we didn't um, we we didn't rely on him and we kind of didn't need him anymore so um, I don't know really stay or go but I certainly think that if we are relying on him, that that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we got to a place last season where we didn't need to rely on him and it was a real definite positive. It's a huge tick um, in, in a box of something that needed to happen and happened. Um, so if we are taking a, a, a step back, it almost it, it's sort of a, a thing that which I think people have been saying about Milner. It's a, it, it, I kind of get the same thing when you see Milner in midfield or, or you see Firmino starting, starting a tough game. You're like... That's a backward step. This isn't good. Um, so, for me, he's a he's, he's kind of he's like a red flag, really, <laughs> um, because there's certain things that I was still have him doing, and I think he could do for any top team. You know, he he can come and play them sort of almost legends games type things, where where you, which you occasionally do get in the league and in the cups. 
Um, but I do not want us to be relying on him, unfortunately, um, because I think, as you say, he is an old 31. Um, his, his legs are much older than that. But it's because of all the work he's done yeah, with yeah. the football club, Love we'll him, always though. be grateful. Yeah. Love you, Bobby, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, just go to Brazil and have a nice time, and it'll all be fine. Um, hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, slightly different show, obviously, with the international break. Uh, but next week, uh, we're going to hopefully have a game of football to talk about. I mean, who fucking knows, to be honest with you. But, uh, but I think the idea at the moment is to do play Brighton on Saturday. So we'll be able to talk about that uh, next Monday. Uh, Rubens and Neil Atkinson being back to host that one as well. Aren't you guys lucky? Um, but in the meantime, huge thanks uh, to Abby, to Ian and to Adam, uh, for Andy for producing. Up the Reds, have a lovely week.